Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today in the Callahan Podcast, well, as Masters Thursday, we'll, we'll be watching, even though they're checking voter IDs in Georgia, we're all in on the Masters, the one, one sporting event, the one American institution that cannot be bullied by the mob. Good for the Masters. Also, today, we will talk to a high school track coach who lost his job because he wouldn't force children to wear masks while running, sprinting. Uh, it's an outrageous story, but uh, we will hear from him, a, a hero in my, in my mind. Also, will, uh, will the Biden administration boycott the Olympics? And will, will Derek, will, will Deshaun Watson do more time than Derek Chauvin? Seems hard to believe, but uh, we will talk about it and we'll play you, play you two minutes, about a minute, play a minute of Shannon Sharp and count the stupid count the idiotic things Shannon Sharp says in one minute about the state of the country. You will not believe it. We'll get into all that and much, much more. Today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Why do DC members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is it with direct deposit to their free checking accounts. DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, Zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colleen, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. And I'm getting excited. It is Masters Thursday, first uh, First day of the 2021 Masters. The Masters is back on schedule. No more November tournaments at 8 
uh, what time did I always say? Uh, eight. Um, the, the real golfers tee off at eight. You have that honorary, and it's a big deal because Lee Elder is now one of the honorary guys teeing off uh, just a symbolic honorary tee shot. And Lee Elder will join Gary Player and Jack Nicholas, and we're off. Uh, the Masters, shockingly, did not move or, or cancel because Georgia voters, Georgia citizens would like voters to show ID. I know that's egregious. I know that's uh, uh, racist and draconian, but uh, the Masters stood up to the mob, unlike so many others, unlike uh, Major League Baseball, unlike Delta and Coke and Apple and United Airlines and everybody else. The Masters dug in their heels and said, we are playing, which I'm going to watch every minute. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy it, and I hope everyone else does. I'm rooting. I'm not rooting for any player in particular. I'm rooting for the Masters to have, like, all-time great uh, ratings and have a great Sunday finish, and the whole country's just uh, into it. I know you're not into golf, Turtle Boy. You're a track guy. You're a little runner. You're not a, a golfer, but uh, you're going to watch, aren't you? You must I watch. I watch the Masters. That's like the one – that's that's my deal. It's like every four. It's like with figure skating every four years. I'll, I'll no, do it. With that. I don't understand people like you. Like why? Why would you just watch the Masters? There's not that much. I mean, I know golf fans think more highly of that event, but like, it's nothing different about watching the Masters than any other golf tournament. If you're a casual fan, well, it's, well, it's, it's better. It's better. It's somehow it's better. The visuals it? are better. They have azaleas, you know. Oh, and here's on. here's the difference: yeah. is you know the holes, you know at least the the big ones, you know, 16, 17, 18. You know what's coming up next. Usually, when you're watching a tournament, you're not sure. You don't know the course, especially if it's a if it's a U.S. Open or a PGA that that travels around. This one is at the same place every year. You get to see the same holes, which you might think would be dull or tedious but it's not because they said great holes and you know where they can get in trouble and, and where they can you know choke and and then they come down to 18 which is to me visually on tv is the hardest looking hole in the world it's a big long tunnel to get through the whole course is wide open except 18 where you gotta shoot it down you know t-shot has to go down the chute without hitting trees so right there, you know, there's going to be something on the line and, and it must be so nerve wracking, especially for young guys, new guys to step up to the 18th tee, which is what it's all about. Watching guys perform under great pressure. Sometimes they choke. Sometimes they don't. I already asked Turtle Boy who he's uh, rooting for or picking. And he said the fat guy that I don't like. Yeah, that, that guy. Would be, uh, that'd be one Patrick Reed who's easy to... Uh, root against i always root against patrick reed because as we all know he's the guy who had his his own parents kicked off the course i believe he it was picked a the, he picked a chick over his parents yes his girlfriend doesn't like his parents so he had them uh booted off the course they just wanted they like bought tickets and they were hanging in the back of the crowd just hoping to watch their son play his wife found out told him and he told the uh, security to have them removed i'm not sure the rationale what they say you have to go because your son hates you. I, mean, I do the same thing when my parents show up on my live streams, Jerry. They got to go. Sorry. Uh, can't Patrick be Reed is 32 to 1. Not a bad pick, Turtle Boy. One, not one of the favorites. The favorites are the co-favorites and the odds. The latest odds I'm looking at are Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin oh. Johnson, both at 19 to Whoa. 2. DeChambeau is the big attraction now with Tiger not in the field with him home healing and if he sent some video message, that'd be the highest rated thing from like his wheelchair sitting in his back deck in Jupiter 
sent a video message thanking everybody and wishing the players well, that'd be huge. Um, it could happen, could happen. His agent could get him to do it. But DeChambeau's the biggest attraction, the biggest star on tour. What an asshole. asshole. Did you see that video with VJ Singh? Like, what a loser. Just like, what are you, what are you talking about? he swings harder, oh. faster than, than anybody. He swings. I saw the numbers. I know this is important to you guys. He, his uh, typical swing speed, swing speed is 133 miles an hour. Dustin Johnson is like 119. Dustin Johnson's a beast who hits it a mile. DeChambeau is in another at another level. It's wild to watch him swing and see how far it goes. And maybe he'll dominate because he can just blow it past everybody. It'll be interesting. Hope he's in the hunt. I don't always root for him because he's a weirdo who takes too long to hit the ball. But I want him to be in the hunt. I wouldn't mind seeing Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth in the hunt. I haven't decided who, who I'm picking yet. I'm thinking Patrick Cantlay because I uh, – He's always in the mix, but I, I, I don't know why I like Justin Thomas. I mean, I wasn't happy that he used a homophobic slur on himself, that he called himself a homo homophobic slur when he missed a putt, but he just seems like a likable guy who's always in the mix and will someday win a green jacket. This could be, you know what? I'm going to pick him. Justin Can Thomas. I ask you something, hey, Who are you I'm picking? The odds now. Why, where's Rory McIlroy? Isn't he good? Rory's got to be up there somewhere. He is 19 to 1. He's very I good. I thought he was the guy. I thought he was like the best. He's uh, right now the best is Dustin Johnson. And uh, Jordan Spieth is hot. Jordan Spieth was 50 to 1 about a month ago, but he's he won last week and he's been in the top five a few times. And he just, he looked back. Looks like he's back. So he is 11 to 1. And yeah. he's also very popular. People love Jordan Spieth. I think it'd be if he's in the final group, final couple of groups, it will add a lot because he's not Tiger. Nobody is, but he's a big attraction. He's just very likable. People, they have the poll like Golf Digest every year. Who's the nicest guy on tour? And he, he like wins it every year. Because, oh, nice. That's, yes. I'm more inclined to like golf, Jerry, specifically because uh, the same for the same reason I'm more inclined to like the UFC, which I didn't really like before, is because sports are political now. They've made it this way. And I think like the two sports that kind of stick it to the woke crowd the most are golf and UFC. And so yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a big UFC guy. You know, I get, I got a weak stomach. I don't like when they snap. I don't their like either. I like boxing, but and you got you know, to support their, your cause. The you know, guy had his finger ripped off the other day. I'm not into that. I, I, I do like what the way Dana White handles things, especially at the beginning when everybody was just, cowering and hiding under the everyone went full culinate and hid in their basements and dana white saying we're ready to go creating fight island he didn't wait a day for you know more information he never listened to fauci he was way ahead of the curve so i i do root for dana white but golf and this golf tournament and it is kind of funny to listen how to how ignorant people are when they say you know they shouldn't play the masters and you go do you understand who you're dealing with here? You're dealing with Augusta National. They could destroy every event, every tradition, every institution. The woke mob could get to everybody from airlines to Coke and to, to, to Major League Baseball, football, basketball, college. See, I don't buy everybody. that. I don't buy and that, Jerry, because some of these, these are the most powerful. You, you let me finish my, you don't get what? You didn't let me finish my sentence. Okay, I see, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Then the only thing left standing would be the Masters. They will never give in. Go ahead. 
Well, I'm, what I'm, my point here is that like all of these other corporations have the same power that the Masters is, but they've yet they've still chosen to cave to the woke mob. So it wouldn't be surprising at all if the Masters caved. That's my point. Is that like why did like Facebook doesn't have, Facebook's the most powerful company in the world? Google is too. They they're not required to bow to the woke mob. They want to. It's cool to do it. But and I got, and that's, see what well, here's the difference though. Turtle Boys, I think Facebook and Google and Twitter are run by genuine ideologues, genuine radical left-wing ideologues. I mean, did you see what they did yesterday at YouTube owned by Google? Ron DeSantis did a little forum about uh, the you know coming back from the virus and opening up, and it was just, you know, typical. Uh, DeSantis is great, but it wasn't, you know, screaming, yelling, swearing. It wasn't anything radical or anything outrageous they take it down from youtube because they don't like DeSantis. i mean they are ideologues they place their ideology ideology ahead of everything do you think coca-cola like the uh, the board or the ceo say the executive board um or you know united airlines do you think they're really run by ideologues they're no. the cowards they're the cowards not, yeah, of course who are not. afraid of the mob the difference is to me turtle boy is google facebook twitter they are the mob. Oh, they, well, they, I guess that's my point. Is like so Delta and them they caved. Why did they? They didn't have to cave. People are still going to go on Delta no matter what. So why did right. they cave? It's a it's a great question. I mean, you saw or you heard heard us talking yesterday. The United Airlines thing is bizarre to me, where they are are uh, promising that half their pilots in ten years they're going to have five thousand new pilots. They're promising half will be people of color or women. And and the, the, I don't know anybody who thinks that's a good place for social they engineering. That out. It's like unbelievable that they they want the same percentage of the population to be pilots as whatever. It's insane. I mean, this is like of all the things, flying planes. I'm sorry, like that doesn't mean that. I put it this way: Do you think there's a single black person out there who's qualified to fly planes who can't get a job at Delta? That's a good right. It's a good question, and and it's one thing, and, I, and I've heard other people say this. It's it's nothing groundbreaking, but their record is really really good. Nobody is dying in plane crashes anymore. It's That's the crazy. airlines, including United, have been incredible at doing their job. Not always on time, but always alive and almost always alive. I mean. They kick two-year-olds off for not wearing masks, but that's generally not the pilot's decision. The pilots have done their job and done it impeccably. So why do we pick this spot for social engineering? And consider this when you when you when you think about what they're doing here. They're in, in, invariably they are choosing you know whatever uh, skin color, gender, sex over competence. And you'll say no, there are plenty of competent women and people of color, right? That's the response. Yeah. Okay. So why are they not already working for United? Exactly. That's, that's literally the whole point. It's like, so there's no need for this. If you're hiring the most competent people that there is, then what's the need for this? What's the so, problem? Does that mean United is confessing to their racist, sexist hiring policies heretofore? Like, Apparently, this, I don't know. There's not enough diversity in pilot training. It's just insane. To, to this point, they've not they, they've hired whatever it is, the number 5% women and, and 3% uh, people of color, something like that in the pilot ranks, which means either one of two things, that the women and the people of color aren't as good in the pilot training, pilot testing as the, as the men, or United is discriminating against them, one or the other. 
So either they're or how about this crazy theory? It's just the genders are a little bit different, and men are more inclined to like flying planes. They're just interested in cars and trucks and trains and planes, and boys are just that's why boys play with them. They just gravitate towards them. They like machines and crap like that. How about that? Is that a crazy theory? I I, I mean I'm I applaud this effort to uh, em emphasize diversity over skill and competence. I just want to know how many transgender pilots are we going to have? Not nearly I, enough, Jerry. Not uh, just. Yeah, trans it's trans remembrance month so this month especially <laughs> we need to get if, that if you want to read um about the latest person who is harassing our friend turtle boy who's making his life miserable go to tb daily news and uh, read about turtle boy's new friend a transgender individual who is coming after turtle boy and his family you have uh and a judge who's enabling it and can that's we, the real uh, problem can we live to tape here? Toss it to somebody that Turtle Boy should be writing about, by the way. Can we talk, toss it to uh, our friend Brad Keys here? I tweeted about this. We talked about this. Uh, this is uh, a, a kind of a national story, an outrageous story. But the good news is a hero here. We have a hero. We have a good guy. You have a hero here. Uh, a good guy. And he's the track, the former track coach, I'm sure, at Pembroke Academy up in New Hampshire, Bradley Keys. I tweeted your story out. Got a lot of reaction. Lots of people have talked about it. There's too few guys like you, Brad. You stood up to the mask madness, and it cost you your job. Um, that was a few days ago. Do you do you have any regrets at this at this point, Coach? Do you have any regrets? Only regret I have is not being there with kids for them, and for me, I enjoyed it a lot too. But like I said in my initial message, I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to help. I wasn't going to force them to wear masks. And it's not just during the meet. It's all during the practices, including all the workouts they're doing. They're going to be required to wear masks. Now, all so, your athletes, or was it just some athletes in some events? Were they ever allowed to take the mask off, you know, when they couldn't breathe? Uh, no, not, not for breathing purposes. They, there were certain events that they were going to be allowed not to wear masks for, and that was going to be shot put, discus, javelin, hurdles, and pole vault. The hurdles, you don't have to wear. What's the rationale with the hurdles? What's the logic? The claim is for safety purposes. I they, they didn't ask for input from the coaches, and I don't know for sure. I'm guessing their thinking is, well, if the mask falls off in the middle of the race and you get distracted and you run into a hurdle, you might get hurt. That can't right. happen in the 800 meters? Uh, that, this is this – like, so I, I used to, I used to be a high school track coach myself, and I, you know I'm pretty familiar with the the staggered events like the 400. I guess they could you could make a claim that you're already socially distanced, but like events like the 800, the thousand, the mile, where you're doing a barrel start or whatever, the kids are going to be on top of each other. But again, uh, how do you run? How do you expect any kid to run the two mile with a cloth diaper over their face essentially the whole time? How is that possibly healthy? That, that's what I've been asking. And actually, I decided to go. I, I knew it would be miserable. I've run all the races myself. Uh, I decided to go out to the track yesterday. I ran a 200 meter without a mask, 200 meter with a mask, and 400 meter with a mask. So I could get firsthand knowledge of what it's like. 200 meter wasn't so bad because you're not really in your aerobic. It's the aerobic, yeah. The, the 400, the second half is absolutely miserable. And what I realized very clearly is when you start breathing hard, you're creating a vacuum in your mouth and your lungs. You're sucking the mask into your mouth and into your nose. It forms a seal on your face. Those masks are meant to be loose and they're meant to allow air to flow around them. 
when you suck in hard, you're sealing it on your face. And the only way air gets in is through the fabric itself. It is really, really hard. And then I had downplayed the, oh, this could be bad for the kid's health a little bit. I'm beginning to reconsider that. If you're sucking this mask into your mouth over and over again for, say, an hour, whether you're on the track or you're a soccer player or a lacrosse player, um, I'm curious how many of those little particles from the mask end up getting sucked into your lungs over and over again. And what are the long-term health effects of that? I haven't heard I, anybody ask I that. do it at the gym, unfortunately. Planet you know, Fitness makes you wear a mask. It just gets drenched by the end. It's And then you go and you wring it all out, and you're like, this is healthy? This is madness. Okay, we, we know, we, Coach, we know, I mean, you're, you're among allies here. We know it's all theater. We know children don't generally get the virus. They don't spread the virus. They're not susceptible. They certainly don't die from the virus. What you did was stand up for the kids. Now, tell me how the, the authority figure who warned you and eventually fired you. Are we talking about the athletic director? Are we talking about a group athletic. of the athletic director? So he warned you and said, if they don't mask up, you're gone? Yep. Um, what, once the final policies and procedures came out, I asked for confirmation. Um, the policies and procedures are from the NHIAA, the governing body in the state. They make recommendations, then the schools choose to accept them or not. So the recommendation came out. The athletic director sent that out to myself and other coaches. I saw that it hadn't changed when I was told it was possible it would. So I asked for confirmation. I asked, is it recommended or is it required? And I wanted confirmation that it would be required for all races, 100 meters up through two miles, that kids would have to wear masks while racing in the meet. I got the confirmation and decided I would not do it. Can and I ask you something? Did you, did you think about consulting with other coaches? Cause it's, I'm happy that you're taking a stand, but if you had like, let's put, say you put together 10 coaches that just all agreed, we are not doing this. Maybe you signed a petition. Was there a more effective way? Do you think that you could have ca caused greater change? Yes. I, I've had plenty of people ask me that question. Uh, two reasons I didn't. One is uh, the NHIAA has a coaches advisory board, I believe. Um, and he, when, when the policies and procedures first came out, one of the coaches on that board sent out a message saying, essentially, hey, we've gotten a lot of feedback about this. They, this was put out by the medical committee. The coaches weren't consulted. We're supposed to have a meeting about it in a week. Give us time to deal with it. So I waited till after they were supposed to have dealt with it, the coaches that have been involved with the rulemaking up to this point, and nothing changed. And then a letter came out from our athletic director. Um, there has been very little give and take, shall I say, in the last two seasons when coaches have complained. I didn't think I was going to get anywhere. No, I did not go to other coaches. Um, the other thing that drove me is our practices were starting. We, all of this happened uh, Friday and Saturday. Our practices were starting on Monday. I was not going to step onto that track and tell the kids they were going to have to wear masks while racing. I, that was the decision I made. So I decided to make my stand that weekend but and see what was the reaction what was the reaction from the parents and from the kids from the the, the runners and the track 
kids, did they support you or did they, were they perfectly willing to wear the masks? They don't want to wear the masks. They, they're upset. I won't be there. Um, they support the stand. They believe it's ridiculous. Uh, some of them have actually petitioned our athletic director to remove the mask mandate. And actually that same group is starting a cross team petition of athletes in the state. But yeah, but is it the AD's call? Does the AD, Sorry, I assume the governing body decides the mask thing, not the AD, right? Well, that's what's interesting. The, the governing body only makes recommendations. They can't oh. follow these mandates. And then it's up to the individual schools as to whether to accept the recommendations. But what about a big, what about a big district meets? Like surely there must be a consensus. It, it's only this. So the, the schools, what New Hampshire's done is normally in track and field, we're all over the state all season. Um, they've gone to smaller groups of schools. So only, and this is across sports too. So all the sports at our school will only be competing against a set small number of schools in our local area. We're not traveling as much. Oh, so there are no district meets. Yeah, so they call it a cohort. So our cohort of schools got together and accepted the recommendations and made them requirements. They didn't ask the coaches whether they made any sense. And I haven't gotten clarity on exactly who accepted the recommendations, if it was just athletic. So there won't be a state champion this year? No, they are having a state championship. And I believe, I'm not totally sure, um, the decision was made by the NHIAA committees to require the masks in the state championships. But they're going to reevaluate that in mid-May. So all baseball players, lacrosse players, softball players, they're all masked up as well? It's also interesting. So in the fall, cross country didn't wear masks. I don't think soccer wore masks. Indoor cheer didn't wear masks because of safety reasons. Outdoors, they've gone to every sport wears masks, including tennis. So tennis. Where thirty to sixty feet apart from your opponent will be wearing masks. I can't. I can't. And in competition. Just give me an estimate. I know there's a lot of athletes there that you don't coach them all, but how many kids at Pembroke Academy have been infected? How many have been hospitalized? And you know, God bless their souls. How many have passed away from the coronavirus at your high school? State um, data: zero under zero people under twenty in New Hampshire have died from coronavirus. The hospitalizations, I think, are in uh, maybe a dozen to two dozen. So none of your kids were infected. None of, there was no super spreader events at the Pembroke Academy track meets or practices. That's <laughs> you're outside in the wind, the sun and track. You're spread out at track anyway, overall. And I couldn't so think no- of a healthier group of people that get coronavirus than long distance runners that could easily sustain it than young. How about, how about 16 year old, yeah, 16 year old long distance runners. The most health, the most healthy 16 year olds, Jerry, that like couldn't, it, you know it, what I mean? The guys that are, their lung capacities are great. You know what I mean? Their heart rates are, it's, it's, it's a insane coach. And I, 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 I assume not all the parents support you because in every group, there's a Karen. I go out all the time. I'm running and I'm walking in Boston without a mask. And invariably I get the look, someone will yell and, you know, 
tell me mask. And, and you're like, I'm outside. I'm by myself. I'm not an idiot. I don't need a mask, but it doesn't matter. There's so many people have, who have bought into the, the church of Fauci and somehow think that wearing a mask alone on the beach is somehow protecting them or others. We got to make it's okay. I'm vaccinated t-shirts, Jerry. It just speaks for itself. If you don't wear a mask, just walk around with a teacher that says, it's okay, I'm vaccinated. And, and the dumbest thing is when they're 20 years old and they're thin and they're exercising and they somehow think that they need to be protected. But what have the parents split down the middle on this? How, what's the, what, what's it like? I, I don't know what they're all thinking so far. As I've gotten maybe a hundred unsolicited thank you emails and texts from people starting to spread around the country. Parents, I've not had a single parent say anything negative to me, but that's not particularly surprising. Um, the majority of the parents that I know have reached out to me and said, thank you, this is insane. Uh, there are a few parents who are considering pulling their kids because they are worried about the health implications of wearing the masks. Up to this point, I've encouraged them to not to because I, I'm taking the stand and yes, I. I certainly did this and I worded the things, worded my messages the way I did to try to catch attention, to get people talking about it and to maybe get some pushback. Um, having one kid walk off and say, I'm done, isn't going to get much attention, I don't think, and it's just going to hurt them. But um, if, if any parents have health concerns, and we do have, um, I, I do know one girl who has a very odd heart condition that causes drops in blood pressure and other things that have led to her passing out in sporting events. There are kids out there and asthma. We have kids with asthma on the team. If you have asthma, you really don't want to be putting a mask over your face when you're running or doing any exercise. So there are definitely, there are known health implications. And I think there are also some unknown ones. So, so you're fired. You're out, right? You're not suspended. There's not double secret probation. You're gone. No. And <laughs> you've been replaced. Uh, we're all going to yep. find out. I mean, eventually we're going to realize this was all theater. You know, we, we many of us realize that already. And you will be a martyr here. I know that's not what you're looking for. But eventually people will say, boy, coach was right. Coach They're was not, right. though. That's the thing, Jerry. Is the worst part about this is that nobody's, no kid is going to die from coronavirus. And they're, the experts are going to point to it and say, yeah, it's because they wore masks. That's why nobody <laughs> died at Pembroke, because they wore masks. <laughs> right. And yeah. That, that's really what this is. They have to feel like they're doing something because if they don't and something happens, they'll get blamed. Um, and I'm beginning to think too. I mean, if these masks do cause issues with repeated use while exercising, it's going to be some sort of, some sort of respiratory issue, which how, how will you differentiate whether that was caused by the masks or caused by coronavirus? So they can just point at coronavirus and say, ooh, look at the side of What about kids who are asthmatic that run the mile? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be one putting on a mask on. I mean, th these races, and some people say, oh, well, the other sports have to do it. Um, I don't think the other sports should be doing it. But at the same time, the other sports, football, lacrosse, they sprint for five seconds and stop. Um, they're doing it for maybe an hour at a time. But when you're on the track, running a mile you're out there for four five six minutes at the edge of your capacity there is no rest there is no break it is arguably the most intense sport or exercise that's out there the 400 meters the one that gets me 
Yeah, that's the hard. The 400 meters is the hardest race to run, especially in, like you said, in the last 150 meters. Yeah, especially when you stuff something in your mouth, a gag, gag the kids, and they got to run 400 meters. It's insane. But coach, I think um, history will uh, history will show that you were right and they were wrong, or they were. Uh, it, it, the whole idea was just crazy for children to wear masks while running outdoors. I, I can't believe we've gotten to this point because a year ago, right now. Fauci was saying, ah, oh, don't wear a mask. The Surgeon General was saying, it's crazy, don't wear a mask. And nobody was running in masks. A year later, everybody is, at least in Boston. You want to be in the wing? Everybody's, I mean, 95% of the runners in Boston are wearing masks. It's incredible how people have fallen in line and just submitted to this. It's good to see somebody like you in a position of, you know, with some influence, uh, standing up to this mob and asking the obvious questions of why are we doing this? I think your kids, your play, your runners, their parents, the people in the town, the people you know, you will, they'll all look back someday and say, man, Coach Keys was right. So you got that going for you. So interesting point. Uh, one of my parents pointed out to me, go to the CDC and the WHO guideline. They both say, do not wear masks while exercising. Oh, interesting. That's today. It says that today. Follow the science. Yeah, you know what else it says? Go back. Everyone should be in school, but it doesn't matter. It's all but become political. When I tweeted about you, I got a bunch of people tweeting back saying, "Oh, he sounds like a, a crazy Trump, you know, MAGA guy." And I'm saying, "Why? Because he doesn't science want, is MAGA now. Biology he doesn't you know, want please. children to stuff plastic things in their nose and mouth when I mean, uh, paper cloth things in their mouth when they're running. That makes him a crazy MAGA guy. People have lost their minds. It's good to see somebody." Is, uh, thank you for taking up. the stand, Coach. I appreciate that. It's nice thank to see you. All right. Thank you very much. That's Coach uh, Keys, Bradley Keys from Pembroke Academy, track and field. Stood up to the mob, essentially. I think we can all do our part, too, Jerry. I, I mean, for the last week or so, I've been doing a silent protest. I don't like when I go into the corner store down the street, I do not wear a mask. I'll have it in my pocket and I'll just go in as a test. Cause like we got to start getting used to not wear a mask. We're just, we're so used to it. Just getting out of the car, immediately pulling it on. We got to get in the habit of just not doing that. So I'm going into stores. I no longer have the mask on. It's in my pocket. If they ever ask me to put one on, I'll do it. If they make me do it. But I've not yet been asked by a single person. If anything, I've gotten some looks from people like, that motherfucker, that guy's got it figured out. I wish I had his balls. And everyone, and I'm inspiring people, I think, to just be like, no, let's just stop doing it. Let's just stop. Well, the other thing, too, is he didn't project on the kids or anything like that or project on the parents. He went to the school, asked them what the procedure was, and then basically said, I don't agree with it. See you later. I mean, he fell, he fell on the sword in a sense, and he did it the right way. Everything he did, he did the right way. If you go watch the, the news interviews about him, he says, hey, if you're a grocery store and you want me to wear a mask, I'm going to abide by your rules. That's your domain. I teach the kids here. I don't agree with the policy, and I'm out. That, it was. He can actually. He can actually say it, the CDC says kids should not be wearing masks yeah, yeah. while exercising. And you know what Karen will say? Well, Karen, well, you, you know, you don't know that, or you know, did you hear what Fauci said? Or you should wear two masks, or you're going to kill us all. It is amazing. This this. Insanity. Did you see Fauci the other day on MSNBC, Jerry? And I tweeted this out. Uh, they they asked him about like why haven't cases risen. In Texas, because a month ago he was predicting doom and gloom because they got rid of their mask mandate. And he's like, you know what? I think we're going to see a spike coming soon. I don't yeah. really know, but I think we might see a spike coming soon. How many how many clips do you need to hear of this guy before you realize, oh, shit, he's just making it up as he goes along. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. 
But it's beyond that now, Turtle Boy. It's a coordinated effort. I don't know if you saw Walensky, the uh, CDC director, on I think it was on a Monday, said we're doing great. Everything's going good. We can, you know, probably drop the mask soon. Everyone will be school. She was pulled aside, pulled into a meeting somewhere by somebody, and they told her enough of that. We need to uh, uh, convince the world or remain. Uh, at a point of uh, complete alarm and panic. And she went out two days later and said, I feel like impending doom. And she started crying. And same thing has happened, you know, Fauci and, and obviously uh, Biden and everyone around him, they made the message was clear. We can't let people think that this is over. We must remain in control. And Biden came out that day and started saying, mask up. Mask up. Yeah. I mean, Lexington was, High School is making kids wear two masks, Jerry, and teachers. You have to wear two masks. So see, yeah. and, and nobody could tell you why. Uh, I mean, they might point to some something Fauci said, and Fauci's wrong about everything. But Fauci is just another political hack. They need to maintain control. The best way to pass the $2 trillion pork barrels uh, alleged uh, infrastructure uh, bill, the best way to pass that is to keep people scared frightened under control and masked up you They're have not to gonna let that control go state of emergency constant state of emergency and they, and you have to point out they won that whether you like it or not impend how many people did you hear from that pointed out impending doom last week because i heard from a shitload of in, in this state they won in other states in florida and texas they have not won right. and and that's the the, the media is intentionally disregarding the like the data like they should like if they were serious journalists they would say okay let's do a report on texas a month later and do a case study with surrounding states that have mass mandates let's compare it to oklahoma or arkansas or whatever or louisiana and let's see has it risen oh no it hasn't so what other data do you need to see? And Texas is a, has more congested urban areas than a lot of other states do. Well, like the it, majority of people in Texas live within probably not that big of a radius in that triangle down there. So why not? How hard is it to just look at the data? Well, the, the bottom line, do it. the bottom line, they're invested in the panic and in, in the in the impending doom. And they are rooting for the virus. I'm, I've said it for a year. These people, the media especially, but also Fauci, Biden, Harris, Walensky, they're rooting for the virus. The, the, the saddest day in, in Fauci's life is the day it's all gone. Yep. The I mean, state thing is end. Do, the CNN is end. Do you think he's going to, I mean, they will not call, he'll be calling them. Jake, Jake, Anderson, Anderson, you know, I'm free today if you need me. Got, there's a new variant. Did you hear about the Vietnamese variant? A variant. There's a variant from uh, Zimbabwe. Yeah, Zimbabwe. I mean, he's a clown who is addicted to the to the Kleeglites. He wants to be on TV. He wants to be remain a TV star. When this is over, there'll be no use for him, and he dreads that day. I'm I'm serious when I say they sent a memo, or they probably had a meeting, a Zoom meeting, and they said, "Here's the theme: impending doom. Do not drop the theme. Do not." Tell people things are getting better. Tell them. And, and Biden went out there and he's so just so uh, simple. And he just started talking, it's not over just a little longer, a year plus later from, from two weeks to flatten the curve, just a little bit longer. Today, I heard one yeah. of them, one of the hacks said, you're almost at the finish, uh, the goal line. Do you want to be the one who drops the ball? Who oh, fumbles yeah. the ball? Yep. I flipped on CNN for a minute. And this was the theme. We're at the goal line. Do you want to be the one who fumbles the ball? You're talking today, at least we're talking about 
16 and 17 year old finely conditioned track athletes could be the least vulnerable people in the world um to, for this virus and even if they got it they would but wouldn't even know it and you're forcing them to cover their mouths and noses. I, I, I totally, I totally agree with you that some there was a backdoor meaning of something because the the, the tone was changing on even the most yeah. paranoid of people in my life, which is many. The tone was changing because you know they had their vaccine scheduled or whatever, and it completely shifted, and they could sense that, and now they just got to start scaring the shit out of people again. Which even in its barest form, in its smallest form, think of like the lifestyle changes that are going to happen just organically now, like everybody and their mother knows to wash their hands even more than they used to. Everyone and their mother is like hygiene wise and, and wiping things down or whatever that should have enough of a long-term impact at this point for everything to just go back to normal and just, we're all fine. But, but here's the problem is I think even simple people, dumb people, you know, and they know that, the, they've had enough evidence. It's been a year, a year, and the states that locked down the hardest have had the worst results. Not only is it do lockdowns no will not work, just the opposite. <laughs> For whatever reason, and you can go deep into this, but you know, Florida, Texas. I mean, again, I look at this every day. The the death rate, the states with the highest death rate, which is the only metric that matters. Number one, New Jersey. Number two, New York. Number three, Massachusetts. Number four, Rhode Island. You want to find, uh, you know, Texas, uh, and uh, and Texas is twenty fourth. You want to find Florida, twenty eighth. I mean, it, it. What we're doing in these lockdown states, what these tyrants like Charlie Baker and Gresham Whitmore and Andrew Cuomo and Phil Murphy are doing, does not work. To think that it does is to be an absolute fool or just a blind sheep who just follows. They've destroyed tens of thousands of businesses in these blue states. For no reason, it amazes me that everybody even doesn't doesn't acknowledge that. Doesn't acknowledge what a disaster people like Baker have been. That they talk about, you know, getting some of these people reelected. Reelected? They should have been thrown out of office. They've destroyed thousands of lives. I mean, we've talked many times about suicides and alcoholism, drug addiction, and depression. Keeping kids locked away at home, inside, away from other people doesn't work a and com- is completely detrimental i mean de- destroys families and it doesn't matter it's insane now we have a track coach this this seems like a really reasonable guy losing his job because he won't make a 16 year old child cover his airwaves when he's when he's sprinting i mean they know the athletic director knows damn well that that does nothing that that is just theater to somehow make people who are in this full panic mode, these these sheep feel better. I mean, think back to when the the report when uh, Ted Cruz stepped to the mic for that press conference a couple of weeks ago and takes off his mask. He's gonna he's been he's been immunized. He's been vaccinated. He's fifteen feet twenty feet away from the reporter. And the reporter said, "Could you please put a mask on?" And Ted goes, "Cruz goes, no, why? I'm I don't wear a mask when I'm talking." And the reporter says, "Quote." It would make us feel better. That, to me, is in a nutshell what this is all about. Will it make you uh, less susceptible to the disease? No, of course not. If he doesn't have it, he's tested negative. He's vaccinated. He's nowhere near you. He wants to speak clearly so he doesn't cover his mouth. And this fool, this absolute fool in the Washington press corps says, if you cover your mouth and nose, it'll make us feel better. 
Cruz should have just said, why the hell would that make you feel better? You friggin' moron. That's what he should have said. Instead, he said, you know, step away. If you'd like, go ahead, step away. You don't have to be here. I'm not covering my face. Here's my new rule when I'm flipping around watching news or sports. If a reporter, whether it's ESPN or local news or CNN or MS, uh, and they do a report with their face covered, I just hit the, change the channel. I don't have any tolerance for a reporter with nobody around them doing a report with the mic, tell me what's happening at this whatever murder scene, covering their mouth and going, <laughs> you go, you're doing this for theater, and yet I'm supposed to sit there and listen to you and hope I can understand everything you say. Screw you, and I change the channel. That's just my thing, my little protest. But well, anyway. I, I wish we asked that guy because his phone line was awful too, by the way. But I wish we asked him if uh, like what the end game for him was. I if it was just purely about you know he doesn't agree with it, the kid's health, uh, you know all that stuff, and there was no kind of ego attached to it, then you know, God bless the guy, but there's going to be enough backlash where the parents are going to say, you know what? I agree with them. The health con- health concerns are extreme here potentially. And what it, probably they're going to end up saying no masks. I would assume, right? That's yeah, eventually we're going to look back on this and say it was nuts. It meant nothing. It was just theater. It was just to make these busy body people feel better. And I, he's actually thinking, you know, one step beyond me he's saying, Maybe it's hurting their health that they're inhaling these things. I I don't know if it's hurting them. I just know it's not helping. It's not there to prevent the virus. It's there to make some nosy, busybody Karen feel better. And that's not a good reason to make a child struggle to breathe. <laughs> it's just crazy. And like I said, I know it's not the same way everywhere. Certainly not in Florida, Texas. But in Boston right now, everybody who's running, biking, is wearing masks. And it, I, I look at them and I go, you're by yourself. You're on the river. You're running. What is wrong with you? I mean, do you, you know that's not protecting you or anyone else and you do it anyway. And now that half the people are vaccinated, it seems even crazier. I mean, people are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, two weeks out and everything else, and some test negative, and yet they still feel like they have to be masked up outside. <laughs> it's crazy. But, you know, I feel like We've been doing this for a year. We're right. I've been right all along. They're wrong, and nothing's changed. I'm still having the same stupid fight with the same stupid people. And maybe a year from now, we'll still be doing it. But I say, I say, all I know, I say, he's got his job back by Monday. What do you say? I, I don't say- know. I was wondering. That's why I asked. Like, are you suspended, fired? Because I'm not sure how you get the the job back unless they change the rule, change the edict that they don't have to wear the masks. He said, he's not going to make kids wear masks. He's just not going to. He's right. They're not wrong. As his quote said, he's not going to enforce a senseless, irrational, cowardice bullshit. That's what he said. Yeah, I think I think I think there's going to be and I'm not saying this is the most viral story in the world right now. But to your point, I think it got picked up in the Daily Caller. You know, I saw it tweeted out a lot of different platforms out there take that it's got to be happening locally where the the athletic director is getting a shit ton of emails saying this is ridiculous even by families that don't have kids playing track there's going to be enough backlash that i guarantee you that they won't be wearing masks come come monday and he's got his job back we'll see i I hope not did you know that shake concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining all systems in north america well you do now in fact in 2020 Shea set a new company record when they manufactured 178,000 
square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800 696 S-H-E-A, or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. Uh, we talked We talked about the Masters, which I'm very excited about. We, we I want to get to the Chauvin trial, but not today, because the defense hasn't even begun yet, and the whole thing's falling apart. And it's <laughs> it's not good for the people of Minneapolis. It's not good for our friend, our, our correspondent, downtown Minneapolis. The city will burn. He's not going to get convicted of everything. They might convict him of something just to throw to placate the mob, but it's been a terrible job so far by the prosecution. If you've followed it at all, you know that there's much reasonable doubt here about how Floyd died and where, and and whether uh, Chauvin was following police protocol, following police procedure or not, he's going to get worse because the defense and it's not the defense attorney is not a great orator or leader or, 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 or lawyer, I don't think, but I think he has the facts on his side. And I think the fentanyl in Floyd's system is going to make all the difference. And unfortunately for the good, hardworking people of, of Minneapolis, this isn't going to go the way the mob wants it to, but we can get to that. There's a few more weeks of that. I want to get to this um, sound because I wanted to play it yesterday. We never got to it. And we often ask, I often ask, why Skip Bayless is the like the highest paid guy in sports media? I mean, he doesn't have a lot of viewers. He's on FS1. He's not well liked. He's he's this you know this old guy who pretends to be a Cowboys fan. I don't find him particularly you know appealing as a personality. But he makes eight million bucks a year. He makes he has a four year thirty two million dollar deal. I got a you got a decent idea of why. This week, when his partner, his his partner on that show, whatever the hell it's called, speak speak up or something, whatever, self or something, yeah, speak for yourself. Um, uh, Shannon Sharp, who's always been kind of an ass, kind of a pompous ass, kind of a bullshit, you know, just a I don't know what, just just an idiot. Anyway, they they somehow moved to the real world topic this week, I guess, because you know MLB brought us all into the whole Georgia controversy. And Shannon Sharp goes on a uh, kind of a, a, a diatribe about the state of things in the country. And I tweeted this. You cannot find two minutes with more stupid jammed into it anywhere. I mean, this is a guy who's literally wrong about everything and thinks he's right and tries to make a point. From somehow Skip Bayless, I thought this was a debate show, just sits there and nods, doesn't stop him, doesn't challenge him. But check out this two minutes, or we'll play some of it, most of it, and and just count. If you had a little ding ding counter like they have on um, that show on ESPN, round the horn, we could go ding. You would be ding 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 ding. It would it would be nonstop. How many dumb things? How many wrong things that Shannon Sharp says? And I know he doesn't make as much as as Skip doesn't make eight million a year, 
this is a guy making what a couple million bucks a year. Sure, absolutely. And, and I mean, if you put his brains in a bird, it will fly backwards. This is just so monumentally, epically dumb. I don't know where to begin, but where to begin. But let's let's listen to Shannon Sharp on the state of things in the United States. I like the move by MLB. I like they're taking a stand. And Skip, at some point in time, you're going to have to put action to your words. You say you're about inclusion. You say you're about uh, doing the right thing. At some point in time, you have to put those actions into words. I mean, put those words into action. Yeah. That's what they're doing, Skip. Now, you're going to be relegated to where you can take this game to. Because there's a lot of other states that are doing the exact same thing as Georgia, <laughs> Texas, Florida. So those, you, Florida, you're off the list. Texas, you're off the list. There are a lot of states that are doing the exact same thing that Georgia is that Georgia did. Mm. Now, Skip, what I don't understand, and this is what's confusing with me, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, was on the under ticket for President Trump. President Trump lost the election because of fraud, but they won the election. They won their Senate races. It was fair and square. I'm confused, Skip. How does that work? Well, the top guy lost, but my election was fair and square, so let's do something about it. Now, in 2016, we know for a fact Russia tried to interfere. Mitch McConnell would do nothing. He wouldn't even bring it to the floor. Now, you want to put these rights because what they see, Skip, there's a, change, there's a changing of the guard. More people are becoming of age to vote, and they're minorities, and they're voting. So instead of changing your messaging and try to reach out to a new base, what do you do? We're going to try to restrict so you can't. It shouldn't be harder to vote than to get a gun. How much did you just play? I played about a minute and a half there, I believe. Okay, it's, it goes on, and it's just, I, I'm, I just made, because that's the dumbest, that's the, uh, you know, the coup de grace thing. Harder to, it shouldn't be harder to vote than get a gun. Now, it, I don't care who you are. You could be, you know, the craziest lefty on CNN. You could be Don Lemon. You know that's a lie. You know that it's not harder to vote. In fact, it's stunningly, incredibly easy to vote this day. They I mean, as we've gone over in Georgia, they have 17 days of early voting. If you end up in a line on election day in Georgia, you're a fool because you had 17 days to vote early. You could vote absentee without an excuse. Just say, I want an absentee and <clears throat> you're in. It is not harder to vote than to buy a gun. I mean, it's just silly to say that <laughs> the, even if you're in the most uh, gun friendly state if you're in wyoming or texas i mean you can't just walk in here's my money walk out and even if you could that's still harder than harder than voting but i i made a quick list i mean i don't know what this means and i know i'm i'm nitpicking because uh it was two minutes of i guess stream of consciousness but he says you're going to be relegated to where you can hold the game what relegated does he mean limited to where you, i mean you're going to be relegated to where you hold the game you can't hold it in texas or, or florida lindsey graham and mitch mcconnell were on the under ticket trump lost because of fraud they won this dummy doesn't even understand how it works i mean lindsey graham and mitch mcconnell were running in south carolina and kentucky respectively I'm pretty sure Trump won those states. So they won in the states that Trump won. So his whole argument is just false. I mean, it's just stupid. And by the way, when they uh, uh, alleged fraud, it was in you know four or five different cities in different states. Obviously, it was Milwaukee in, uh, in, uh, in Atlanta, Philadelphia. It wasn't in South Carolina and Kentucky, you moron. Um, and then in 2016, Russia interfered with our election 
and Mitch McConnell wouldn't even bring it to the floor. What the hell does that even mean? Bring what to the floor? It wasn't confirmed that Russia interfered. Just the opposite. I mean, he's just, I don't know where he's getting his information. I assume he watches whatever, NBC, MSNBC, or anyone, MSNBC, probably reads the New York Times. But I, I could not uh, keep track of how many dumb things he said and how many times Skip said, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess, you know, I don't know how many people watch him, but some people are getting their information from Shannon Sharp which is frightening. Not a lot, and, but if you're Skip Bayless, you're, you're worth your money if you can get uh, Shannon Sharp to say stupid things, I guess, right? If you can tee him up to go on rants like that, I'd say it's, he's worth the money. I guess, but I bet you they didn't debate any of the things I just listed. I bet you True. Skip didn't correct him on anything. They just you know, went on, moved on to the Cowboys quarterbacks or whatever, the Cowboys running back situation, which is seems to me, I just follow them on Twitter. I don't uh, I don't think I've ever watched the show. I don't even know where I would find the show. But again, I give Skip Bayless credit. People, every time I criticize him, they say, you're just jealous. And I say, you're right. Yes. <laughs> you make 8 million bucks a year to do a one hour show where you just sit there and no one's watching and you just argue with that idiot. No one has got it made like Skip Bayless. You know, guy's 70 years old. He's hated by just about everybody. And he's laughing all the way to the bank and, you know, flexing his muscles in the mirror, taking selfies and cashing his checks and just, just laughing. I mean, he's got the greatest gig of all, even though he has to listen to that moron. It is strange because I think we said it last night. He doesn't do anything else. He just hosts that show. Like, look at Tucker Carlson. He has to do a whole brand new freaking show every day because they want to create some online platform, streaming platform. Like, he's he's putting a lot of effort into it this day. That's true. It's a good point. Like, the um, <laughs> most guys who are who are like that have like a million things going on. They're writing right. blogs and they're doing nights and days and more. I mean, look at Brian Kilmeade on Fox. He does the morning show does a radio show, then fills in for, he filled in last night for Laura Ingram. She ends at 11, and then he's on Fox and Friends in the morning at like 6 a.m. Yep. Same guy. I don't know if he can just function without sleep or, or what, but some guys make a lot of money and they earn it. Skip Bayless makes a fortune. His old partner, Steve, Stephen A. Smith, he earns his money. He works his ass off. He's it always is. somewhere on TV, on radio doing something. Right, and he's on, on the scene. He's traveling. Skip just shows up. Talks about whatever last night's Nuggets game, and somehow, some way, someone decided he was worth eight million. Yes, the answer is yes. I'm very jealous. I'm jealous as hell of of uh, of Skip Bayless. But uh, and and I guess for Shannon Sharp, he's probably making whatever two three million a year, yeah, which still, is amazing. Uh, but uh, all right, well, um, I guess we uh, we should leave it there. It was good to talk to. Um, um, High school track coach, Pembroke Academy track coach, Bradley Keys, Brad Keys. He's uh, gone national. He's gone viral. He, he um, refused to make his athletes, his runners, his tracksters uh, wear masks. Good for him. They said, put the masks on and you're fired. And he said, okay, fire me. Good for him because you know what? You know, I don't think it's a huge paying job. I mean, he'll find something else. He'll do okay. Maybe you're right. Maybe he'll get hired back when people realize he was right. But eventually they will. The parents, the kids, the townsfolk, everybody will realize eventually that he's right. Fauci's wrong. <laughs> that uh, there's no point in a child wearing a mask outdoors, running, running in the woods or running in circles on the track. And why does a discus thrower not need a mask, but a sprinter does? What? Again, no logic to at all.
no logic to it. All right, who are you picking in the Masters? Cullen, I'm writing this uh, all down. We always oh, take I, a I, I got my guy. I pick him every time. Sergio Garcia is my yeah, that's guy. That's a good pick. That's it. He's he's gonna win his second green jacket. He's and by the way, he's a competitor. Like he, you know, if he's gonna win, it's gonna come down to the wire on Sunday. So I'm all in on that type of atmosphere on Sunday afternoon. So I'm picking Sergio. I'm looking. Wow, that's a good pick. Forty-seven to one here in the latest Vegas odds. Forty-seven to one. That's a good. He hasn't, pick. Playing, he hasn't been playing fantastic lately. He seems to be yeah. involved, and he seems yeah. to be. You know, he's obviously won there before. You know, he seems to be clutch, and uh, he probably loves the opportunity. So, I I, I like the pick at the, at those odds. Yep. And I'm taking who did I say? Justin Thomas and Turtle Boys taking Patrick Reed. So that means it'll be none of the above. It'll be some no. It'll be uh, you know Webb Simpson or somebody yeah, yeah. or Terrell Hatton or somebody. You, you didn't from, think you didn't think watching that video that uh, what's his name there Deshambo was putting a little bit more juice on the reins than he would typically put out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. He and, like and a he's fool. a showman. I mean, he he's good for golf. He's a little crazy. He's a little weird. He's a really good player. He's playing a different game. He's blowing the ball by everybody. And I always think. He's going to choke around the greens because, you know, I've, I've played with the long drive guys. The used to be the pinnacle long drive team. I actually played a whole round with those guys, 18 holes. It'd be like at, at the international, it'd be like a, a par five. It'd be like 500 yards and they'd be hitting driver sand wedge. And I'd be stopping like three times to get hit my ball. And I'd be like, sorry, I, I just have to hit. I'll be quick. You know, they were just on a different planet, but you know, when you play with them, why they're not on tour. Even though they bomb at 400 yards every time, they just don't chip and putt like the pros, like the BGA Tour pros. You can see it. It's it's obvious. They're not bad players, but they're not PGA players. These guys, you know, it's not all about distance. With DeChambeau, it's amazing that he hits it for whatever, 370, and then he'll, you know, out of the rough or whatever, he'll get up and down. He's, he's not a bad putter, chipper, a wedge player. Or he wouldn't be there. He wouldn't be the favorite to win the Masters if he didn't have a good all-around game. And right now, he's the co-favorite, as I'm looking at the odds, with Dustin Johnson. I'd love to see them both involved. Unfortunately, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of the, the – the, I, I expect the really good players to win because there's lots of pressure and everyone's watching and the kind of the also-rans, the second-tier guys just kind of fade away under the under the pressure. Yep. So I expect to see these guys, Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Justin, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas. I'll give you one who looks good of late, Scotty Scheffler. All right, there's my my dark horse, Scotty Scheffler. I'll give you a dark horse too. How about for, for you, Cam Smith, the British, goofy-looking British kid. Cam Smith, yes. Yeah. Cam Smith, okay. And All right. we'll throw in... We'll throw in uh, Five thousand dollars each into our little pool. I think my winner think, takes all. Yeah, I think my buddy's picking Cam Smith. That's random. You said that, but yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it should be fun to watch. And they just got underway what a half hour ago or so. So yes, hopefully Lee Elder striped his uh, drive. I know everyone was uh, uh, looking forward to that. The ceremonial first drive with Jack Nicholas and Gary Player. But uh, I'm ready to watch. Um, uh, we we're gonna do we're gonna do Chauvin trial next week. I promise. It's um, I'm starting to watch. I cannot believe what I'm saying, but uh, he's not getting convicted. He's certainly not getting convicted of all charges. He's not going away for a long time. It's not going the way everybody hoped. The prosecution is not getting it done, and the defense has not yet started. 
this is going to get ugly. We'll have to talk to our friend, the correspondent in Minneapolis, downtown Minneapolis, who's going to cover the impending riots, the impending doom for us. It's not going to be pretty. And next week, I want to talk about this too. The Olympic boycott, it, I think um, Biden and the Biden administration have kind of painted themselves in the corner by supporting a boycott of Georgia. I don't understand how they can now not support a boycott of Beijing. I'm just going to say, it's me. I know this is, a, this is a matter of opinion, but I think concentration camps, forced abortions, forced sterilizations are a little worse than voter ID laws. Just me. But I think if you boycott Georgia, you have to boycott Beijing. Of course, I don't think Biden would hesitate to be an absolute flaming hypocrite on this. But the question's not going away. He's going to get asked over and over again until next winter. It's a, the Winter Olympics, which, again, I think is easier to boycott than the summer. They just don't feel as important. So if they are going to be consistent, they have to say, we ain't going. They have to talk to our allies and say, none of us are going until you let the Uyghurs go, until you free the Uyghurs. Uh, we're not showing up to be your little ceremonial pawns in uh, in the Beijing Winter Olympics. But we'll get into that next week and in the in the coming weeks as well. Um, anything else, Colin? No, we're seeing uh, Deshaun Watson getting dropped by all these companies. Fine. I mean, well, that's I'm true. Nike. That, yeah, Nike beats by Dre. I'm surprised it took as long as it did, I guess. But didn't uh, Nike st- I know they stood by Tiger. They were like the only ones. Didn't they stand by by uh, uh, Kobe Bryant too? I think they did. Yes. Uh, right. It's it's not going well. I said yesterday he's going to miss half a season. I'm going to upgrade that to full season because I have a feeling there's going to be dozens of women telling their stories. Some are going to be more lurid than others, but they're all going to make him look like a degenerate freak and the NFL is going to come down hard. And I think the Texans as a team are disposable. You know, they're a mess anyway. So they're going to say full season. Maybe they'll cut it down, but I think he's going to miss a full season and he may be you know going to jail we'll see it's not going well for deshaun watson that'd be wild deshaun watson does more time than Derek chauvin oh, <laughs> jesus good lord that won't be good for uh downtown minneapolis or portland or seattle or any of the usual places but we shall see thanks to turtle boy check him out at tv daily news he has some great blogs this week too he's got the whole story of the uh the transgender individual who's coming after him and his family and making his life difficult. And the judge ain't helping. You can read all about that at tbdailynews.com. And thanks to um, coach keys from Pembroke Academy for taking well, a former coach from Pembroke Academy, taking a strong stand against the mask fanatics. Good for him. You can, uh, you can read about his story. Just Google it. It's been written by a few people. And I think it's going to, he's going he's gonna to hear, you're going to hear more about him because he makes sense. He's reasonable. He's rational. And the people who forced him out of a job are not, he's the martyr. They're the bad guys. We'll, history will show. We'll, we will, oh, it will show. He will come out of this looking good. Uh, anyway, thanks to, uh, Shea Concrete and DCU and Allied Paving. Thanks to everybody for listening rating and review and you can do that give us a five-star review and give us i mean a five-star rating and give us a review at apple podcast if you could uh we really really appreciate it i'm jerry callahan this is the callahan podcast and we will talk to you again real soon why am i stopping no one else stops i don't i can i go home the jerry callahan podcast 
This is Denny Somak, host of The Rock Podcast. I'm a producer, author, and rock historian, and I want to share with you some of the greatest stories in rock and roll. Well, Bonzo was the best hard rock drummer ever, hands down. I mean, no one comes within a mile of him. And I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. John Lennon had this wise guy look on his face, just like me and my friends were just a bunch of wise guys, street kids. The first guitar I ever had was a Spanish guitar, and I couldn't really get the hang of it. I was only 13. I had never written a song before, actually, and... Uh, so Jim says, okay, everybody go home and write some songs, you know. And so I went, went home and wrote Light My Fire. Join me for The Rock Podcast, the only podcast that matters. From Podcast One or wherever you get yours. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. New hot and iced Sunrise Batch Coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter, iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.